Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexander Her. And I am Sage Her. We are 14 and 12 year old hikers who have been hiking the 4,000 footers since we were little. We have done the 4,000 footers, the 52 with the view, trail rights, and many other mountains. Today we are interviewing Almut Prezel, also known as Curly. She is a triple crowner, which means she has hiked the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and the Continental Divide Trail. Also, she finished redlining, hiking all the trails, and the White Mountain Guidebook at the age of 76 in August 2016. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Hello everyone, welcome to Granite Gals. Today we are interviewing Ms. Prezel, also known as Curly. Welcome. Thank you. So why do you like to hike? Well, I like to hike because I enjoy physical activities. I like the planning of a hike, which means how do you get there, how long the hike is going to be, and what obstacle I may overcome. And the adventure is just refreshing, rejuvenating for body and soul. Definitely. What is your favorite mountain and why is it your favorite? My favorite mountain is Mount Chikora. Oh. It has a granite dome and it has a 360 degree view all around. It's magnificent. You see everything. And lastly, it was the first mountain my husband introduced me in the White Mountain National Forest. What's your favorite 4K? Mount Lafayette is my favorite mountain of the 48 4000ers. Why do you like it? I like it for the same reason that I like Mount Shakora. When you get to the summit of Mount Lafayette, you have a 360 degree view mm. and you are so close to the other mountains. You can almost touch them symbolically, you know, yeah, like that. Yeah, so beautiful. They are. What lists or mountains have you done? What did you enjoy about them specifically? In the White Mountains or in New Hampshire, I have done the 48 4000ers, the 67, and the 100 highest of the list. And because of redlining, I have also done the 52 mountains with the views. Wow. And most of them are contained in the redlining, but I happen to live in Connecticut for a wow. long time. And Mormonanak, for example, and all the, you know, a couple of those were on their list unbeknown to me. I just checked out the list recently and found out I had done them all. It's really <laughs> impressive, all those lists. Where else have you hiked besides the White Mountains? What did you like about it? I have hiked the Appalachian Trail, I have hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, and I have hiked the Continental Divide Trail, which means I'm a triple crowner. Wow. wow. I have hiked in Nepal, Germany, and Africa, and Tanzania, Mount Kilimanjaro. All of these trails etc. I liked and did because one, the planning that it takes to do any of this and secondly the unknown. You go on a new trail, you go on a new mountain, you have a picture of it in your mind but you don't really know what it is like when yeah. you set foot 
And I enjoy that. And again, it sums up the adventure. Where is your favorite place to hike outside of the Northeast? My favorite place I have hiked is the High Sierras, which is on the Pacific Crest Trail. That range there is very magnificent. And then you go up, if you want to, Mount Whitney. Mm. And again, that is a mountain with a 360-degree view. It's awesome. Yeah, we've actually been on Mount Whitney. Yeah, we've hiked the JMT, which is a part of the Pacific Crest Trail. So yeah, I love that area. Yeah, the John Muir Trail ends on that mountain. It's really amazing. You finished redlining last summer at 76 years old, taking a total of 46 years to complete this feat. This is quite an accomplishment. What did you enjoy about redlining and what were some challenges you faced? I liked the adventure again, and I liked the planning. I liked to do new things. There were a lot of people hiking around that I meet that do the same thing over again. For example, I've met people who've done the Appalachian Trail three times. That's not me. I like to go on new trails, etc. Mm-hmm. And there are trails on the redlining that are so obscure <laughs> <laughs> and challenging, you wonder if you come out on the other hand. (laughs) (laughs) I like that challenge. So have there been any challenges besides the remoteness of these trails? Well, let me give an example. I was planning to do the Black Angel Trail, never been on it. You know, when you do redlining, it's always a new trail you're doing, or you repeat one and then do a new one. When I tried to do the loop, that gets you over Carter Dome on the Rainbow Trail and then down the Black Angel Trail over the Wild River in the Evans Notch. I was very concerned and challenged what would the Wild River be like? Would mm. it be crossable? Would it, after two days of this e- hiking, be crossable when we return? Because the Wild River is a Wild River, it does what it wants. Right. So I did an, a tremendous amount of research. I went to Steve Smith, who has the store The Wanderer in Lincoln, and we hashed it over several times and we came to a conclusion how to do it. And when I set out with friends to do the loop, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And one of the reasons was Soccer Ranger District had just sent out a crew to the Rainbow Trail for trail maintenance. Oh, that's great. Perfect timing. Lucky you, yeah. (laughs) It was a a break, I tell you that. (laughs) When did the accidental caps fridge overnight occur? Can you tell us what happened? Yes, I can tell you the adventure of redlining. The Six Husband Trail and the Capridge Trail and the Chandler Brook Trail, which took place on September 20th, 2014. So there were three trails that I had never hiked before. And we set out from the Mount Washington Auto Road and hiked down the Chandler Brook Trail. And it was already extremely difficult, the rocks and stuff. And what was against us, we had a late start because the hikers shuttle left so late. But I calculated that into our hike and said, we are going to bring more water, more food, more clothes. And that morning, 
I bought a two-person's bivy sack. It says on the wrapping, you survive longer hmm. in this bivy sack. So we did what we could. And then we hiked up the Six Husband Trail and we knew we can, could never return. And the weather got bad. Oh. And we contemplated contemplated whether we should go to Mount Washington, Madison Heart, or over Mount Jefferson down the Cap Ridge Trail. And that was really the only option we had to do that. So when we reached Mount Jefferson, it was 5 p.m. and the wind was so bad on the other side when we crested Mount Jefferson, we could not stand up. Mm. We had to sit down, folded up our hiking sticks, and took one rock at a time, scooching down. The one mile that we covered during this ordeal took four hours. Oh no. Wow. While if the weather had been normal, if we had been there at five, we <coughs> could have made it down because it was it's three miles long. Yeah. Even in the end with headlamps, we, we could have done it because the end is not that bad. So uh, we said to ourselves, my friend Ellen and I, that we either get injured or lost, we, we have to find a place to stay for the night. And we called Fish and Rescue up. They triangulated us and they said, we are two miles from the trailhead. So that's how I know it took, you know, four hours to do one mile. Next day I called up Mount Washington Observatory and found out that the wind was at least 70 miles an hour that we faced into when we crested Mount Jefferson. Wow, wow, it's crazy. <laughs> Have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? No, I have never experienced sexism on the trail. On never, ever, on any hike I have ever taken. Wow. This may happen. You know, like today, a friend of mine in a conversation said, don't you are afraid when you hike alone that somebody comes out of the bushes? And, you know, that's the mm -hmm. implication of, of that. Uh, Kidnapping. Yeah. No, I said, I don't think that way. If I did, I couldn't hike one mile on any trail. You know, you have to think positive in this life. So I'm, I'm very fortunate that, that this has never happened to me. Tell us about your most memorable animal encounters on the trails. Well, I had one animal encounter on the Appalachian Trail, and that was a porcupine coming towards me. And... <laughs> It got closer and closer, and finally I clapped my hands. And I learned since that they have poor vision. <laughs> and uh, that animal may not have realized I was there. <laughs> Another memorable episode I had on the Pacific Crest Trail, when there was a rattlesnake Ooh. on the trail on the edge. We were four people hiking. And I was the last one. And the rattlesnake got madder with every person mm -hmm. that was disturbing her way of life. Uh -oh. Now it was me. And I said, I am going to take 
a risk. I'm not going by there. There was a switchback there. I'm going bushwhacking down below the trail. Mm. What the risk meant was there could be a rattlesnake in there, <laughs> you know, but wasn't. And that was my safe way out of that awkward and dangerous situation. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Just yeah. avoid it altogether. <laughs> So do you like hiking when there's uh, lots of people on the trail or when there's a small amount? I like hiking the best when there are no people. And that's what you get when you redline, when you do these trails that nobody does and you wonder why they even exist or <laughs> why they haven't even been decommissioned. And then the second choice would be a few people. So you like just having the nature experience, not you know, meeting a ton of people on the trail? Yes, that's what this is all about. You want to engage yourself with nature and the beauty of nature. It's sometimes just like meditation. When you're hiking alone and you put one foot in front of the other and the weather is good and you feel good, there's nothing better than that experience. What's next? Do you have any plans for the future that are hiking related? Are you planning to do any specific hikes or lists? I have no specific plans, but my immediate plan would be to help my hiking partner who hiked with me many of my 48 footers, the second round over age 75, complete her list. That's kind of on my mind right now. Oh, that sounds great. Now I'll ask you some questions unrelated to hiking, which we'll ask everyone who is a guest on the podcast. So what do you do for a living? I am now retired, but I raised two sons in my life. I was a stay-at-home mom until I, my boys reached junior high school or high school. And then I went back to teaching health and physical education for a few years. What's your favorite food? My favorite food is fish dinners I enjoy. I like blueberry pie and I like a nice and wonderful cheese sandwich. And I one of those that I take hiking is, for example, this is maybe one of my favorite hiking sandwiches, and it is olive bread with goat cheese. Oh, that sounds That's good. So good. I love goat cheese. <laughs> so um, what's your favorite non-hiking related book? My favorite non-hiking related book is Polar Dream can't remember the author though, but it was the first woman who skied to the North Pole with a dog wow. successfully. That sounds really like a really interesting read. Yeah, it, it, you couldn't put the book down because <laughs> it always centered around the ice bears. Mm. Oh. Uh, are they going to attack? Are they not going to attack? She had a gun. She was not going to shoot any. She had flares. And she, uh, when she shot the gun, it was in the air, hoping the animal would run. And the dog was her very best protection. And the cute thing about this dog was, you know, husky, a sled dog, was the author said, the dog, he is not going to sleep with me in my tent. But guess what, girls? The dog ended sleeping 
with her <laughs> in her tent. Aww. And she also gave the dog some human treats. He had <laughs> dog food there, but they became very good friends. It's a beautiful <coughs> story to read. Inspirational. Yeah. If you could either fly or be invisible, which one would you choose and why? That is a very good question. <laughs> I think I would like to fly and see the world from above, from a different perspective. Dogs or cats? I like both. Do I have to make a decision? <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but if I have to make a decision, I would like cats. <laughs> cats are awesome. I love their personalities. Chips or popcorn? I like chips, and if you want to know which kind, I like Fritos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the other one, I like Sun Chips. Oh, yeah, oh, those I are love good. Sun Chips. Like the yeah. cheese kind. Yeah, those are really good. Cheddar yeah. or Swiss? That's another conflict, but if I have to choose, I would like cheddar cheese. Mm. If you had to pick one, summer hiking or winter hiking in the whites? I w would like to do summer hiking. Is there Why? a reason? It evolved because I am not here in the winter. I can't do it. <laughs> I live in the winter in North Carolina. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and before that, when I was younger, I lived in Connecticut, but I was a mother and a teacher, and uh, it was too far away to start winter hiking. However, when I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, I took two mountaineering courses here with the Appalachian Mountain Club, the beginners and the advanced one. And I was prepared to hike on the Pacific Crest Trail because the minimum of hiking on snow, which is like kind of winter hiking, is 500 miles on that trail. So I had a little taste, but it's just I didn't have the opportunity to get into winter hiking. What do you like about summer hiking? I like the long days you have That's to hike nice. and uh, therefore you don't have to worry about it in most cases that you get back in the dark. That's true. I like the weather which is should be nice, you know, you pick nice days to hike, not, not bad days. <laughs> I also, you know, if summer includes the beginning of fall, the foliage hiking is beautiful. And when you hike a little later, there's no more bugs. I mean, we have no bugs in the winter, but it's basically the climate, the sun, and the long days. Okay, well, thank you so much for letting us interview you. Thank you. It was my pleasure to come and talk about my favorite activity, <laughs> hiking. <laughs> <laughs> the preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS. It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.